Shopware Unplugged is proudly sponsored by Ergonode, modern open-source PIM for the digital transformation era. Ergonode empowers teams which enrich, manage and distribute the product catalogs. Find out more at ergonode.com. This episode is sponsored by Shopworks e-commerce, a global top 10 shopware enterprise partner. Go to shopworks.nl and challenge us to push your boundaries in e-commerce. Welcome to Shopware Unplugged, episode 20. Hi everybody. Uh, today I have uh, Sane from Hypernote with me, uh, who is uh, in Krakow in our office. So we're using this opportunity to uh, to talk a little bit about uh, challenges of uh, hosting, about shopware. We had some great today's uh, of the of the discussion. So Sane, nice to nice to nice to see you here in Poland. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Okay. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about uh, Hypernode? So, uh, who you are, what you are doing, um, how do you support uh, shopware agencies and shopware customers? Yeah, sure. So, Hypernode is a hosting company. We were founded in 1999 and our headquarters are in Amsterdam. And since a few years, we've been really focusing on e-commerce hosting. So before that, we used to do a lot of general open source hosting like WordPress, Drupal, Joomla, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, but we once Magento sort of entered the market in 2008, we started hosting Magento. And then we saw that actually e-commerce applications require a very specific uh, server configuration. So we had to sort of develop a special product for that. And that product became Hypernode. Mm-hmm. Um, and so nowadays we're really only focusing on Hypernode. So that's the only product that we sell, and it's a um, hosting solution for open source e-commerce applications, such as Magento, but also, for instance, for Shopware. Mm-hmm. So what's the difference between an average hosting and Hypernode uh, in case of in case of uh, e-commerce? What's what what do you have specific uh, with your with your service? So with Hypernode, it's a cloud-based solution. So we are not depending on one type of infrastructure. We are, as we say, infrastructure independent, meaning that we can boot Hypernodes all over the world in data centers from AWS or DigitalOcean or our own uh, mother company. Um, And that gives us a lot of flexibility. So the two keywords Mm -hmm. in Hypernode are uh, standardization and automation. Basically, we've automated anything that we can because we believe if and if it goes wrong, that's usually uh, the result of human interaction, yes, human flaws. <laughs> so we try to to automate everything, um, and um, it, it, the standardization means that you can have a highly optimized server plan um, at a, a very accessible price. So all of our servers are configured in exactly the same way, meaning that when you up or downgrade, you won't have any issues. Um, and that as a customer gives you the flexibility to access a highly optimized platform at say 100 or 200 euro a month, and it can grow with you. So if you, if you mm-hmm. have a sale, if you have uh, you know, the end of year sales, uh, you can probably you probably need some extra resources so you can just upgrade and then when that is over you can downgrade so with us you pay per day so you really only pay for the resources 
that you use. And this is the kind of flexibility that you can offer to customers when you are a cloud-based solution versus the more traditional like on-premise hosting. Mm I'm super curious about your perspective here because we are having like a huge boom of uh, like SaaS, yeah, like a cloud is clouds, mm-hmm. like uh, big commerce, like uh, Shopify. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't you think that this is a kind of threat for for companies like yours that you know SaaS will take over everything and uh, they provide like integrated service uh, mm-hmm. hosting plus the platform plus support uh, and everything which is very convenient uh, aren't you uh, as a hosting company afraid afraid uh, i mean as a hosting company focused on e-commerce yeah. afraid that um, those uh, cloud-based uh, slash SaaS uh, solutions will, will take over or will be a big threat now we do see that definitely like on the bottom of the market there is some fierce competition there so we see we still have a few uh, magenta one customers and there's definitely a risk of them churning to SaaS platforms like shopify um however i do feel that now there's also um, coming more and more attention to the total cost of ownership of such a web shop and this is where SaaS platforms really um, kind of go wrong compared to open source because of course when you use open source software it's true that you have to pay for you know the services to to build such a web shop to maintain it uh, and for the hosting separately however it also gives you a lot of freedom you can optimize things the way that you want it so you can really customize your shop based on your needs um, whereas you see with SaaS platforms it's sort of um, easy access, but then there's also a lot of vendor lock-in. So there's a lot of things that you can't do, and if you want to do them, it's going to be very complicated. Going to cost a lot of money, and some have this revenue model, whereas you grow your revenue, you have to pay extra, um, and that can quickly add up as well. So I do see that there's also still definitely a lot of potential for open source and. The market as a whole is growing, and it's. I, I really believe that it's only just beginning to mature a little bit. So it makes mm-hmm. sense that there's also a way of diversification in terms of platforms and solutions for that mm-hmm. merchants can choose. But this is because the, the, the market as such is still growing so much. So in that way, I really see that there's still a lot of potential for SMB Plus to enterprise level uh, customers uh, for open source. Okay. And would you agree with me? Because I also see that uh, a service is uh, uh, like Hypernode becomes more and more popular mm-hmm. because the the the, um, the complexity is uh, bigger and mm-hmm. uh, a chance to find you know the right DevOps, uh, right resources for people you know yeah. to to set it up for you uh, is more complex. So. As I look back a few years ago, uh, agencies were taking care of everything. Yeah. But now it became you know, too complicated to be good in implementation and have developers, as well as be good in hosting and have DevOps, uh, mm-hmm. SysOps, and all the other ops that you need yeah. to have. Uh, <coughs> so it's not yeah. only one op, one one, yeah. one type of ops. There's many yeah. many others in front of ops uh, that you need to have to uh, to handle it. Uh, what do you think is the main factor that is uh, driving a uh, uh, Hypernode, you know, uh, become more and more popular. Yeah, I, I think it's precisely this, as you say, there, as the market is maturing, there's also a need for focus and specification. Um, and especially as an agency, I think, you know, it's really difficult to find developers 
And once you have them, you want them really focused on their added value to the customer. And that's obviously not as a system uh, operator, but it's really focused on building the application and customizing the application. All the other things you don't want to uh, bother you yourself with. So you need that to leave that to specialists like us. And I always say, yes, there is money in hosting, but there is only money in it if you have skill. If you have, a, you know, a, dozens or maybe even hundreds of clients it's not worth it because the the market is developing so rapidly you need to stay on top of things you need to innovate constantly in order to stay ahead of the game and the only way that you can do that is when you have the economies of skills that's what we for instance have because we serve thousands of clients um, also that gives us the the insights that we need to keep our platform up to date is also security wise for instance we can yeah. often recognize hacker patterns early on because we have serviced so many shops uh, and that's why how we can prevent them from attacking our customers um so this is just an example of, of what you can do once you have reached a certain scale yeah. um yeah yeah, that's uh, that's uh, that's true. Uh, yeah, on the other hand, there's a lot of challenges related to like security and really mm -hmm. being focused on what uh, what you're doing, as well as my experience is that choosing the right uh, hosting company that also understands e-commerce, mm -hmm. understands you know Black Friday challenges, you know some other type of whatever caching and all the all the all the other details that you have within there transactional system that's also important yeah, that, uh, mm -hmm. it's hard to compare wordpress hosting to uh, shopware hosting yeah, because there will be completely yeah. different challenges someone who's focused is uh, is way better and uh, you don't have to spend sometimes hours explaining you know how the thing yeah. should work on the hosting site and yeah. that it's working different than than someone who's like a general hoster uh, considers so looking yeah. at Hypernote, if I were a shopware customer, yeah, or mm -hmm. if I were uh, an agency, uh, what would I receive from Hypernote? Yeah, I mean, you said very convenient way of approach, yeah. So I pay mm -hmm. daily per daily like usage, yeah, of yeah. Uh, of resources. What else? What else do you do about uh, shopware? How do you how do you support it? Yeah, so we have a lot of e-commerce expertise, and this is what I think is the the biggest added value for our customers and agencies that work with us is that we know e-commerce. We've been in this business for over 13 years now. Of course, Shopware is still a relatively new player, but if you look at the, the basics, what is needed on a server level, it's actually not that different from other e-commerce systems. Mm -hmm. um, of course, performance is key, and performance is really much more than just resources. You know, you can buy a, a big server with, you know, hundreds of gig of RAM, and, uh, but it does it, essentially that's not going to help you have high performance. What you really need is smart solutions, and this is what we are specialized in. The performance is one thing, stability, security is another. Um, first of all, we've implemented all of this on server level. So on a server level, we have over three hundred optimizations specifically for software. Um, but then on top of that, we can also really help you to advise you in the application. We are obviously not application specialists ourselves. We don't build and maintain web shops, but because we have so many partners and we have so many uh, clients, we can see what best practices there are. And of course we help that our clients and uh, uh, partners through that with that. So that's what I would say the biggest asset if you choose uh, Hypernode is that you really choose a specialist in the field. Okay. 
And how does it look looking on the different countries? Yeah, because you, you have, an, mm-hmm. from my perspective, a great understanding of, you know, differences, whatever, between Germany, Netherlands, uh, where today in Poland, yeah, you're also like discovering how it, how it works in Poland. Yeah. Do you see any differences in approach, in expectation, uh, expectations between different, different countries or it's quite similar? I'd say the, the approach is quite similar, but the scale is very different. Obviously, mm-hmm. the bigger the market is, the, the bigger the potential uh, customer uh, group is, and that brings its challenges with us. So you really need to understand, okay, if something works on a level where you know it works for a thousand customers, can you then extrapolate and say, okay, it also works for 10,000 customers? And of course, when it comes to the back end, that's mostly in the database. That, that ultimately, that's often the, the bottleneck. So you really need to understand what you can do to optimize um, the, the available resources that you have to make sure that you can cater to those markets the way that you cater to your local market, mm-hmm. for instance. Um, so this, I would say, is, is the biggest difference. And well, another difference is that once your local market is not so big, such as in the Netherlands, you tend to go international uh, more Very often. Quickly. So, yeah, we have a lot of customers that really uh, ship to a lot of other countries, whereas if you look at the German market and from what I see so far, also the Polish market is that the domestic market is already so big that um, at least in the beginning, that's that's enough for a lot of uh, workshops to grow in. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. The webshops are growing, growing super fast. And and what do you do personally at Hypernote? What is your responsibility? What are your challenges? Um, personally, I am a chief commercial officer, meaning that okay. I'm responsible for all commercial activities in the uh, in our company, so the sales and marketing team. And as such, I'm also a member of the uh, management team of Hypernote. Okay, good. And how it was then during the COVID, yeah, like looking on, on, on your case also when yeah. that's that's probably very interesting because everyone like sees shops uh, and all the challenges they had, but also, you know, uh, many shops survived this uh, huge boom because mm-hmm. of the hosting companies they were behind and they were taking care that everything yeah. is working even during, you know, 10 times, 20 times more orders, uh, more yes. orders coming. So how was that? Uh, yeah, it was definitely a challenging uh, time, but it was also very interesting because every year, of course, as you said, we have Black Friday and then we see it's the peak of uh, traffic on our entire flat platform. So uh, pretty much all our shops, all our clients of, uh, over the platform, you see there's a huge influx of new visitors. Um, so we're always preparing ourselves, okay, for Black Friday, but Black, Black Friday is just one day. Yeah, it's um, completely different. When thing. COVID hit and the Netherlands went into lockdown for the first time, then we saw there was so much traffic on the platform. Every day was like Black Friday. And this is a very interesting use case for us because theoretically, of course, we thought about it and we built the platform in a way that it is scalable. So we can accommodate um, all those visitors and we can facilitate growth. But it's never really been put to a test because, well, you know, that never happens until it does. And that's what happened last year uh, in March. Uh, so it was really interesting to see that the, the platform did um, hold itself up without any problems. We've had zero downtime. We've had a lot of growth. What's interesting also to see is that we see this huge influx of like new online shoppers. So people that were not uh, mm-hmm. shopping online before. We're sort of forced to do that through uh, through the lockdown, and because it lasted for so long, 
You also see that they kind of uh, stayed. So we see a lot of our web shops have upgraded their plan because they've grown significantly, but they haven't downgraded since. So that indicates also that there's at least part of these like, new influx of, uh, of online shoppers is here to stay, which is of course great for our industry. Sure. And what do you see then looking, you know, if you had your, your own crystal ball and you could look, look into the future, like uh, how does this future look from, from you know, from uh, a hosting company yeah? with all these cloud challenges, uh, you know, mm. many, many things happening yeah, and super speed uh, looking what's going on with your technology. Yeah, I think there is a need for simplification in a lot of ways. So what, is, what we've seen over the past decade is as more and more uh, opportunities came, more and more options to customize your web shop, integrate different modules, uh, work with new features, et cetera, et cetera. Um, all the shops could become like this kind of monstrous uh forms of sure. software legacy and legacy and legacy which makes it impossible to maintain and and update regularly and now you see more of a trend going to, to more simplification working through with uh, standard templates etc um to to make the the maintenance easier um and this is a hosting company is something that we support because we also very much believe in uh standardization and automation as i just explained to you uh, to make sure that we can keep our platform up to date all the time. Um, so looking in the future, I think that it's really important that we cooperate together with our partners, digital agencies, to make sure that the end customer gets um, the best of both worlds. So um, a sort of simple, easy to maintain web shop, but at the same time, the level of flexibility and customization that you can find in open source and not in other solutions. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's super hard because, you know, on the other side, if you look, there's more shops, uh, there's more competition. Uh, mm -hmm. We could say that everyone has the same product in some way. If you're mm -hmm. selling Nike, this Nike is the same in all shops. Mm -hmm. So if, uh, if on the other side, uh, people will uh, will try to be the same and simple, it will be hard to compete yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, on that side. So we, I agree with you that it's coming to a certain point where it becomes too complex to manage and you really mm -hmm. need to start thinking about how to simplify it. On the other hand, uh, thinking how to be different and how to customize the, the process, customize yeah. services so you can you can deliver you can deliver better than all the all the others yeah uh, in between. But yes, we, totally. we cannot make it more complicated and more complicated with this trend, yeah, because in ten yeah. years uh, yeah, you will need a uh, hundred people just to run a simple shop because there are exactly. so many, yes, yeah. so many uh, you know so many uh, so many customizations. Uh, yeah, but this that balance is what makes it interesting to work in this industry. And this is also the, what I think we've been doing this for a long time. A lot of our, our partner agencies have been around for a decade or so as well. So you, you, we, we know this. And this is why I also really believe that we can also shape the future uh, of e-commerce where we say, okay, on the one hand, we do need to make sure we can up to, uh, update and maintain the software mm -hmm. that we build. But on the other hand, of course, everybody wants to have a personalized shopping experience. And we're only just on the beginning of the possibilities here. So we need to be able to integrate both. And I think we, I believe that we can. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what about open source? Because you, we know each other from different uh, open source platforms. Yeah, yes. We're quite active, uh, quite active. Uh, with this so what do you think in general is the future of open source also considering yeah sasses and everything else which are way easier to maintain and, uh, and manage i think it's open source in itself is a really 
um, appealing idea to many developers. And in the end, um, I believe that as developers are becoming more and more scarce, it is becoming increasingly important to listen to them because you know we're of course driven by like markets um movements and sales targets and whatnot but in the end we need developers to build the solutions that our customers want and the developers i know and i talk to on a regular basis are a big fan of open source and that's why i believe there is a future for open source mm -hmm. because open source gives anyone with development ambitions the chance to just get going you can download shopware you can download magento and you can just start working on your own application and this is exactly the way that new talent is formed and grown and and that the market is also sort of you know the breeding ground for future well you know enterprise commerce type uh, of clients without open source you won't have that so you need that breeding ground in order to bring the whole market up to a certain level of maturity. Yeah, and also to bring innovation here, if we could imagine that all of the shops are on one SaaS platform mm -hmm. yeah, and everyone has the same features, the same performance, mm -hmm. in some way the same templates, uh, the same possibilities uh, for, for work. Uh, on the other hand, the products are very similar, yeah. So the only the only thing you can compete on is price, uh, mm -hmm. which no one would like to do. Yeah, an open yeah. source with open platform allows many people to build some crazy projects, some yes. crazy business models, some crazy ideas, some crazy customizations, uh, mm -hmm. uh, just to see you know if that will work. Uh, and this is the at least from my point, unbelievable thing that uh, that uh, it gives an open thing. On the other hand, it's it's not only the platform, but also a kind of approach philosophy. And if you create something interesting, you might yeah. find another people who will help you to do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and looking from that point, uh, the, the, the innovation is more like driven by by open source and open approach rather than sticking to uh, one platform with one features yeah. uh, uh, trying to find out like how the hell am I going to innovate on on, on, on this where I have to adjust everything to what's uh, what I find in this uh, in this platform yes absolutely and well that's also from a developer's point of view that it's much more interesting to be creative and be innovative and think of like new as you say, crazy ideas and just test them out. And you need to have the environment to do so and that you need to be facilitated in that way. And SaaS is kind of the opposite of that. It's just, you know, it, it's already done. You just work with this and, and, and that's what you have, right? Uh, whereas open source is more of this whole sort of landscape of possibilities that we don't even know how big it is yet. Yeah. True. I mean, of course, you can also customize SaaS in some way with apps, with some extensions. Yeah, so it's uh, it gives some flexibility, but it's not like a total freedom. Yeah, you no. you cannot break some some barriers, uh, which which allows SaaS to be so 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 popular and on the other hand so cheap at least on the mm -hmm. on the first beginning. Yeah. Great, Sana. Thank you very much for your time. Uh, hope you enjoyed stay in Poland. Uh, yes, it was very nice being here. I loved it. <laughs> okay, great. Thank you very much. Thank you too. Okay, bye. Bye. If you like this episode, please give us five stars, subscribe and stay tuned for the next one. Shopware Unplugged is proudly sponsored by Ergonaut, modern open source PIM for the digital transformation era. Ergonaut empowers teams which enrich, manage and distribute the product catalogs. Find out more at ergonaut.com.
This episode is sponsored by Shopworks e-commerce, a global top 10 shopware enterprise partner. Go to shopworks.nl and challenge us to push your boundaries in e-commerce.